You're listening to the Mortgage Reports Podcast, where we reveal tips, tricks, hacks, and knowledge to help you buy a home, refinance, or invest in real estate. So one of the most searched terms on the internet or phrases right now, as it pertains to housing, is market crash or housing market crash. Now, whether you're comparing this current market to the 2008 one, or you're just trying to anticipate when and where house prices are just going to come crashing down, people are genuinely interested in this. It's scaring a lot of people, mainly because of the doom and gloom that's out there, but also because people want a great deal, or they're comparing stories to back in 2008, 2009, when people were able to scoop up homes for huge, huge discounts. I'm going to get into today on our current episode here on the Mortgage Reports podcast about why that has not happened to date and why it's not likely going to happen into the future. So my name is Arjun Dingra. I am a mortgage advisor of 22 years and excited to get into this topic because normally when interest rates go up to the levels that they have, especially as fast as they did over this last year, you will see prices come straight down. But that has not been the case with this current housing cycle. In fact, this current cycle or market has kind of bucked that trend. And there are a few major reasons for that, but we're going to keep this very simple today so that everyone can understand and be able to apply this in your decision-making of whether you choose to enter this market or sit it out. The first is inventory. Everything really always comes back to supply and demand. And we'll get into the demand side of things here in just a second, but on the supply side or inventory, we are at historical lows, mainly because builders have not been putting out homes at the intense rate that they did, say, 15 years ago. And people are just a little bit reluctant to put their home on the market, either because they're uncertain of their job prospects in the future and they want to stay put, or because there's nothing to actually choose from out there, because prices have not come down as a result of these higher rates, or they really don't want to give up their very low interest rate that they have on their current home in exchange for a rate that's potentially double for a home price that hasn't actually come down. So it's a bit of a conundrum, but you can really see there just after hearing that why sellers feel really stuck and it's caused them to just sit on their hands and wait. What they actually ultimately wait for can be argued a number of different ways. It might take a little bit of a lowering in rates for some of these people to say, you know what, I'll give up my really low interest rate in exchange for a slightly higher rate, but not the where it's at right now. Or I just want to feel better about the overall economy and my job prospects before we decide to make such a big decision. But this is not to say that people will just stop selling because life goes on. Divorces happen. Household formations continue to occur. People get married. They need to move into certain areas because of school zones. So while inventory is extremely and historically low, homes are slowly still coming on the market and they are moving quickly. So let's get into the other two sides of this, which happens to do with the U.S. worker and salaries. There are more people, particularly millennials and Gen Zers, that are continuing to work through this current economic housing cycle than we've had in previous cycles. More people are earning really good wages and salaries that put them in position, if they want to, to actually be purchasers or people that would be home buyers. Boomers and other generations are actually continuing to work longer as well. So while people are still commanding very reasonable salaries and wages, this still keeps the buyer pool quite high, especially in relation to all of that low inventory. The final piece to that puzzle as to why this market has not crashed as of yet is household formations. 
So there are more people that are forming households, which means either teaming up by way of marriage or general companionship and dating or buying properties together as groups of friends. But the actual data line or trend of household formations has never been higher. Birth rates may be slowing in the United States, but household formations or people getting together and actually starting their lives has never been higher. So those are your three main reasons. The current health of the U.S. worker and their high salaries, combined with the fact that more household formations are occurring, is making the buyer pool extremely high to a point where there's a major imbalance because inventory, for the reasons we talked about earlier, is historically low. And supply and demand or Econ 101 will tell you that when you have that much demand for something that is so scarce, prices can't really come down. If anything, they will either stay the same or continue to climb. So the one thing that could cause a little bit of a pullback instead of a crash, and we're already seeing this in some markets, whether you want to refer to it as a correction or a modest pullback, would be if something actually happened to the labor markets. If interest rates suddenly got high to the point where companies decided to lay off or something else shocked the labor market, this could cause people to either downsize, move to other markets, or just give up their homes because they're trying to cut expenses. Whatever the hardship or circumstances might be, this would slowly put more inventory onto the market. But again, going back to the same supply and demand argument, we still have so much demand. So even if supply were to just spike, double, even triple, there would still be a massive imbalance of available buyers to homes that are out there for them. And therefore, you're not going to see a market price crash or inversion in home prices anytime soon. So in summary, a pullback or correction in certain markets is already taking place and we're seeing that. So this is where you as a buyer could take advantage of these slightly higher interest rates because it's allowing better negotiation power or a little bit of a pullback in price points. But into the future, when rates get a little bit lower, we will see more buyers enter the market and could start to see another run up in prices and appreciation at that time. So in summary and in conclusion, this market has not crashed for those reasons. It's not likely going to crash for the same reasons. And the only thing that could stimulate or spur a little bit more of a pullback or correction in many markets, particularly major U.S. housing markets, would be if something happened to the actual job or labor market. So we'll continue to keep an eye here at the Mortgage Reports on a lot of that data and share it with you and bring it to you in a way that will help you make a better informed decision, but also see a little bit as to what the future may hold for you as a buyer. As always, tune back in for more podcast topics like this one. Reach out to us anytime, either on social media or directly through the blog here. And we look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Mortgage Reports podcast. Visit themortgagereports.com for daily mortgage rate updates, news, and advice from experts. 